2: Wait, we're going to tell you what we should have done (laughs) in our first year of marriage. These are things like (laughs)
1: lessons we learned and things that when we did them, they really help. You have to be a team. This is both of you.
2: Like, what do I think her intention is?
1: Even our sex life, it's like mm. if I go into it, like, okay, what's in it for me? What, you know, about me, 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 then I really even notice how it's not even a great intimate experience.
2: Be quick to listen. We've got time to like have conversations, and conversations don't all have to happen right now. And whatever I have in my mind at the moment, there is a bid for it, you know, that it basically puts forth to be spoken. You know, this thought is basically like, say me right now, say me. I need to be spoken.
1: Am I going to be that person as far as it depends on me? to pursue peace or am I gonna do the opposite to like make this fire bigger, make it more explosive?
3: Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed, but you really wanna stay connected in your marriage.
0: And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you.
3: I'm Adam King.
0: And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them.
3: So come and join us as we have a conversation We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. In today's episode, you'll hear five lessons learned from the first year of marriage with Dave and Bethany Beal.
0: Dave and Bethany have been married for two and a half years and they have a little baby. And you might know of Bethany from Girl Defined Ministries. She and her sister, Kristen, have been running Girl Defined Ministries since 2014. And they're also authors. They've written four books, um, everything from identity as a girl to sex and purity and even a devotional. Um, they wrote a book on love and dating, um, just everything that girls need to from a Christian voice and um, their goal is that, it's to help modern girls understand and live out God's timeless truth for womanhood. Um, So we have been blessed by Girl Defined Ministries and used it in our counseling. And we're so honored to have Bethany and Dave with us today. You're gonna hear their story of Bethany living out um, singleness and meeting Dave and how that all unfolded into their first year.
3: So young couples take notes and enjoy this fun conversation.
0: All right. Welcome, Bethany and Dave, to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. We're so happy to have you guys here. Hey, it's good to be here. Aw, we have um, followed Girl Defined for a very long time, and we've connected on various occasions. Bethany's helped us out with some decisions about publishing uh, a couple (laughs) years back, and... Um man we love what you guys do and we're so thankful that you guys are here to share with our young couples and our newlywed couples about um lessons learned five of them uh during the first year of marriage. So man you guys we're we're so excited to have you on.
3: Yeah. And like maybe before we get into the lessons learned at the beginning because Girl to Find was something and tell me if I'm right but something developed before any guy was on the horizon, right? right? Like, oh, what yeah. was this, What was the impetus for creating your ministry?:
1: Yes.: Yeah, yeah, I was totally single, and I, I don't even think I knew you. Maybe, no, maybe I did Uh, when we started Girl Defined. Yeah, you knew
2: of me. (laughs) I knew of
1: him, but we'll get into it later, but we have a five and a half year age gap. so Yeah, yeah. so deal with that. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) starting Girl Defined though, it was really amazing because Kristen and I, Kristen is my sister who runs Girl Defined with with me. We're about two years apart and both of these you know, kind of life dreams that we had had of both of us getting married, having kids, you know, just this kind of fairy tale life wasn't really becoming either of our realities. I was not getting married and Kristen was married, but struggling with infertility and is still on that journey. And so it was almost like God had cleared this path and we needed to do something with our life. And so it was either wait around and spin our wheels for these kind of dreams that we had to come true and they may never come true or do something meaningful and purposeful and, you know, living for something more than just ourselves and for these, you know, Mm -hmm. ideas that we had. And so really when we looked around, we were like, you know, there are a lot of young women who grew up in the church or just grew up with some sort of Christian teaching, but as they grow up, go to college and pass that, it seems like a lot of them are just either ditching their faith or really becoming watered down, and you really couldn't even tell that they're Christians anymore. And so Kristen and I were like, you know, we don't have all the answers, and we don't have our lives totally figured out, but we're just a few years ahead. Maybe we can link arms and reach out and say, hey, let's follow Christ together. Let's learn what it means to be a woman who lives lives for God and who lives yes. you know like loves him and has a different purpose for while why they're here. So that's kind of how it started mm-hmm. and it's been a, officially I think about 7 years now. Uh so uh-huh. it's been awesome i do have to say though that running girl defined ministries and doing all of this with dave now being married is a million times better before you know i always joke because i'm like (laughs) kristen was married so she had zach and i always felt like when times were hard i would go home to my dog like i wish i had someone so in all seriousness no it's been the best thing ever to have like my own teammate and my own person who cares about me i don't know it's just been awesome yes
3: yeah, Aww. how does it feel, Dave, to be to fit into girl-defined?
2: Dude, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> there's a it's a very complicated relationship, honestly, because <laughs> there is there is a sense where I uh, I am sort of jumping on board with what Bethany's doing, but there's mm-hmm. also a sense where. I'm not doing what Bethany's doing, if that uh-huh. makes sense. Right. So I'm supporting her, and I'm supporting right. sort of where she's going and what she's doing, and her as a person. Yep. Uh, right. But Girl Defined, I would never do something like Girl <laughs> Defined. There will probably, from me, never be a guy defined. You know, there like it's just not. It's not really just. is it's just not a personal. It's not my style. Yep. But for yep. her, it's amazing, and she's doing a lot. She's doing a lot of good for a lot of people. So. Uh, Amen. So for me it's it's been a journey of learning how to hold all of that together how to learn yeah. mm-hmm. and be be sort of in process myself and learning and mm-hmm. trying to grow in uh, knowledge myself but also deal mm-hmm. with the fact that my wife is putting out sort of finalized materials like here's the view of this <laughs> yes. and here's my view of this, you know. And yes. I'm just I'm very I'm still very like up in the air about so many things. So uh, it's yeah. sure. it's a very interesting and and part of that too is just because we we think very differently. Like the yeah. way we yeah. think, you know. If she she feels mm-hmm. like she has an opinion on something, I feel like I would have to read like ten books in order to have uh, an opinion uh-huh. on the same topic, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah. that's different that's been, processing. Yeah, that's been how it. That's sort of the com- complexity that I've yeah. found. I found.
0: That yeah. makes for really incredible conversations like around the dinner table and laying in bed at night. Like, you guys probably have all these very thoughtful, like, uh, talking about like big, big ideas, but also like, uh, you know, apologetics oriented things that's true. and biblical yeah. concepts. I, oh, I would yeah. say,
2: yeah, I would say that that's actually been a big learning process because, and this will probably relate to some of what we'll talk about, but mm-hmm. the, just the, uh, I like to think of a topic, and uh, I don't know that I like this about myself, but I'll tend to think, oh, somebody would take this statement a certain way um, they mm-hmm. might take it different than what we mean so do we want to reword that in a different way to you know to be very clear about what we're what we're talking about sure. and so in a conversation that can materialize as me almost playing devil's advocate and that actually <laughs> um. that actually can be a negative in our relationship I found because it start okay. it can start to come across as argumentative or as mm-hmm. like like I'm presenting this this almost this conflict. And I just, I'm having a great time. But to her, (laughs) it's more of like, do you support me? Are you? Like, are we I'm on the not. same team right now? And for me, it's like, yeah, but, you know, teams, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, sh- sharpen each other. <laughs> have you so. thought about this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, like,
1: if we're, if, if we're getting pushback on something or I'm like, you know, I mean, it's the internet, so you get people who don't like yeah. you. And so I'm like, I want him to be like, oh, I'll go punch them all in the face, yeah. you know, like, be my hero. <laughs> Which so. I so. have learned
2: to say. I have learned yes. to say that i like, babe, forget them. Let's yes. go <laughs> punch them all in the face.
1: I just <laughs> want to know, like, he's on my team, there you know was a I read a
2: book uh, by Gary Thomas called Cherish that he he basically, he mentioned that in the book, where it's like Uh this person, you know, one of the individuals is is getting some pushback from the world or something like that Uh from outside, and he's like, just forget them! And I was just (laughs) like, man... that is, I could do that. (laughs) And you
0: feel so supported and loved
1: and cherished. Absolutely. I'm like, I feel like we're on the same team, but then he will, he's been amazing because that's the beauty of marriage. You know, you, you're not for me before it's like, it's just me and my own brain. And even though I have mentors and I'm learning and reading and growing, it's amazing because I married him. I trust him more than anyone, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when he, when he gives me critical feedback or says, Hey, have you thought about it this way? Or, Hey, you should check out this perspective. Mm -hmm. It means something so much more than some random. person on the internet like you stink you know so that's been amazing because i feel like it's actually helped girl to find even the message grow and improve because of him so yeah as we've
2: as as we've worked on her i've worked on tone and how to approach things Mm -hmm. uh, i found that our learning together has exponentially grown yeah like we've actually made a lot of progress together in our own journey But if I had just kept kept with this sort of hammering like the dial, the the um, the controversy, then it Mm -hmm. would have we wouldn't Mm -hmm. have gotten anywhere because there wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been relationally based. It would have been more like intellectually based.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's hey, that's sanctification right there. That's actually another Gary Thomas concept, you know, that marriage. Makes you more holy if you pursue it yeah. the right way, and you're you're constantly finding those gaps in each other and helping each other become all that God designed for you to become. And so that's that's beautiful that you're learning that. There's a bonus preview lesson that you yeah. guys are giving us before well, we even jump into the five.
3: So tell us kind of your sanctification journey. Yes. <laughs> so when when did your guys um when did you guys first meet? Kind of give us that story and and get into maybe that first year and what you guys learned?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, we met, gosh, I don't even know how many years ago. I was, I think I was 21 and I think you were... Fifteen.
2: Fifteen or sixteen, yeah. So
1: our relationship couldn't have even happened because it was illegal at the time. Um we were not even both adults. But I I mean I yeah, time went on. We didn't we were more of acquaintances, obviously, um, for mm-hmm. the first many years. And it really wasn't until his family and him moved away and then moved back to San Antonio. I moved you back. moved back, yeah. yeah, to where I live, um, that he was kind of a, a grown man at that point. And so he came mm-hmm. back like, Oh, wait, you're that? kid from church that you know that used to, ah. to come around so okay that's kind of how we met and how it started and then it was over really the next few years my family hosts like tons of get-togethers and gatherings our house is just kind of like the open door where everyone gathers yeah, and so that's since, a big part of okay. how yeah. we got
2: connected is this they they got a lot of stuff going on 24 7 yeah she was like the <laughs> sense she was like party queen so she was yes. just always always planning parties
1: Yeah, Uh so I I mean, (laughs) honestly, (laughs) I remember our very, very first time we actually had a conversation and we were standing in my family's kitchen where, you know, you always stand and chat. And I I remember, like, it was absolutely nothing, like no romantic interest. We were just like totally your end. On my end.
3: (laughs) Speak for yourself. Uh,
1: But in some ways, it was really cool. I know not everyone has that opportunity, but we really did have the opportunity to be friends. And we, Mm -hmm. you know, as groups of friends, we went on trips together. And it really was like this slow growing of interest and, you know, and everything like that. But I don't know. I. I have, I come from a family with five sisters. And so he's, Dave is equally in age apart from my youngest sister as he is to me. So it's like, he, he, it was like, I didn't want to be so embarrassing and be like, I like you. And he's like, you are literally like a grandma. Like, get away, lady, you know? Uh So (laughs) I felt, I felt like I couldn't tell anyone that I was interested in Dave because I felt like, Mm. okay, are they going to think I'm so weird? Like, what if he likes my youngest sister? Like, this is so weird. So that's kind of what I was thinking and...
2: I, I think, what well, I don't thinking, remember Dave? that specific. I, I don't know that I remember that kitchen event, um, but I was okay. probably thinking like, she is talking to me, and this is great, and <laughs> I feel important. Um, <laughs> Can we keep this going? <laughs> yes, exactly. Aww. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, so you
0: were I, attracted at that point, even though you don't uh, remember the particular kitchen event. So,
2: probably so. <laughs> uh-huh. um, it wasn't until. Uh, let's see, it was early in 2017, I think, when it really struck me, man, I, like, I discovered my own, my own intense liking for Bethany, in a Aww, sense. So I, I wrote liking. that, I wrote something, yeah, I wrote something like that in my journal, like, I think I am, I think I am witnessing my own infatuation right now. And it, that yeah. was the feeling of, like, I am willing to do foolish and crazy things <laughs> to impress this girl. There might be something uh, something yeah. to that that yeah. is de- wow. that is uh, that is more, uh, I don't know,
1: more, than more meaningful than just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean...
0: I was- love that you wrote that down. Yeah, have yeah, you so always cool. journaled, Dave?
2: I have not always... Well... I'm so sporadic, you know. It could be like six months, you know, in between entries. So it it really depends.
1: It was so cool, though, because we both at this time of being friends and, you know, moving forward into ultimately like a relationship, obviously getting married. We both were journaling during this time. So you can actually look it up. If you look up on YouTube, Girl Defined, uh, look up like the wedding and go back. You can actually watch our whole wedding ceremony, but we actually read back and forth the journal entries that we didn't know that we were each writing. Um, And so it's kind of tells the story through our journals of how we were feeling and what we were thinking leading up to our relationship, that our first date, so engagement, special. marriage is really really cool. One
2: of them was I think one of your entries was uh, was it ten reasons why he's not interested in me or something? <laughs> it was like <laughs> so, a blog <laughs> post. You yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like a blog post
3: but in a journal.
1: Oh, <laughs> like ten. Goodness. It was literally like ten reasons Dave would never like me. Yeah. You know? She's so, like, can I get oh, the? My...
3: I need to make sure I get the copywriting right exactly, on this one. Exactly. <laughs> oh,
1: it was so cool. So we, I remember oh, when he, guys. when he, um. Called me and asked me out, like, officially on the first date. Mm -hmm. It was so sweet and so special because, you know, it's... For me, it had been one of those things. I was, you know... 29. And I had just felt like, okay, this dream I had of getting married or having that special person, like, I just felt like it never really was going to become my reality. And I kind of felt like, oh, and people would tell me like, oh, maybe you're going to be like um, someone, you know, godly older woman who's single and just ministers to the Lord. And I'm like, that's great, but I really want to be married. Stop telling me that, you know, and so, you know, it had been a long journey of wondering and praying. And so I had never just been so excited about a guy before and so excited, like, wow, he's actually an amazing godly man and I really like him like I don't have to marry someone that I just don't like you know like I actually really like (laughs) Mm -hmm. him too and I feel like we could have so much fun together yeah but you just wonder when you're in that stage like am I just gonna marry someone because they're godly and it's gonna be like the most boring life ever you know so when he called me and asked me out on our first date it was so sweet and so special and you know, we had been friends for many years before that so it was, we were able to kind of jump into an intentional relationship pretty quickly because we just That's needed so to nice. know like, okay, yeah. is this thing going somewhere or is it not? So yeah. I on our yeah. first date, mm. I had like a whole note on my my phone of like questions and I was like, okay, yes. I'm, you know, like I'm really serious and intentional about life. Like here's where I'm going, here's what I'm doing and if you're not on board with that, like we're probably not, like I, I'm probably not That's the right great. girl for you and I didn't scare him so away. So. I was oh, like, good. personality yeah.
3: type, I could, I could totally see uh, Dave showing up with his own list of questions, you know? (laughs) Please fill out this form. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't.
2: Instead, Instead, I ordered probably the biggest fish that I've ever seen. (laughs) on a plate and the guy filleted in front of us and I was and that was a symbol of everything I was doing that night because it was a big deal. And so I got the food to match the biggest fish. The event. The biggest fish on the menu. That yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> so we were, wow.
1: we date, our whole relationship from dating, getting engaged to getting married was a year. And like I said, okay. a lot of that was because we hadn't been friends for several years before that. It had right. done a ton right. of stuff. You built
0: a foundation. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um. I don't know. Well, you, we will, uh, yeah. we'll, FYI, for folks who are listening, we're going to link the Girl Defined YouTube channel and specifically the video um, yeah. of your guys' wedding explaining the story. And then also, side note, you mentioned bringing a list of questions to your date. Um, and you guys have a, um, a resource that's questions to ask before you get married. That. And so we're going to link that as yes, well. Yes, that'd be awesome. Okay. Yes. So I interrupted the story, though. I just want to make sure we got that out yeah. there. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, you, I mean, you can share. You knew you were Like, you told me you wanted to marry me, like, pretty quick and...
2: Yes. I told her, well, it was interesting. I'd never been in a relationship before. And so, Mm. I mean, I don't even think I did it right. But um, (laughs) (laughs) this is one of those cases where the ends, I guess, justify the the means. But the means were basically, (laughs) like, this full commitment with still a large degree of uncertainty in myself. (laughs) So I was like, well... This could be terrible, but here we go. (laughs) And I would like commit and be like, I want to marry you and all this stuff. And it really helped to give her a uh a security in the relationship sure. and it just yeah. so happened that it all worked out and she's she turns out to be really great herself and <laughs> so i i did marry the right person if that makes any sense uh, but i didn't really know at the time yeah. i was like man yeah, this yeah. could this could go up in flames and some other guy will get it right you know
1: <laughs> no it was, what, what yeah, was, it was
2: awesome
3: what was the uncertainty for you
2: oh um I felt like a lot of our relationship was focused on, like, me trying to give her a sense of security without necessarily asking so much, as she right for me?
0: Uh, okay.
2: So, I spent... Kind of oh, like I didn't, how she
0: came with the list yeah, of questions. She had, yeah, she had
2: the plan. She had the the sort of... She had thought about it for years and years... You know, mm-hmm. a lot. And talked about um, it. Yeah, and talked about it for years yeah, and years, and written yeah. about it for years and years. And so she had right. much more of a process in her mind of what it should look like, and sure. a lot, a lot more in her mind of what would constitute full certainty on her part.
1: But mm-hmm. I didn't know that
2: at the time. So at the time, it felt yeah. like we were adding courses and mentorships and books upon books. You know. Too mm-hmm. like it was, and I actually had this thought in my mind: like, is this ever going to end, or are we stalling? Like, is this the the endless yeah. kind of yeah. information thing where you never actually come to a conclusion and commit mm-hmm. on, on her yeah. part? Mm-hmm. But actually, I sure. that was a. Uh, that didn't happen turn out to be the case. She ended up yeah. coming to a point where she was like, actually, I think I've done, you know, we've done everything we need to do. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, I guess I, I learned a lot about her and just how she functions and what she needs in order to feel uh, secure in her future. And so that that kind of style, that learning style, growing style, mm-hmm. has is definitely, I think, integral to just the way she operates. And so that gave me a lot of knowledge going into marriage of kind of yeah. like how to, how to um, jive with that, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, But yeah, totally. that, was the, that was more That's the uncertainty. Good. It was like, yeah. I don't know if this is good for me. Yeah. I uh-huh. I think this is good, great for her, and it's the best she's ever. She she said that it's <laughs> great, and yeah. she can compare it to all these relationships she's yeah. had, all these guys sure. she's known. I can but compare it to nothing, dated. yeah. So right, I don't know. Right. This could be the worst eventually, uh, <laughs> uh, but I wouldn't know. <laughs>
0: But yeah, you but there was a certain sense of certainty for you to be so committed. That's true. And and folks who are listening, you know, everyone has their own timeline. But this is evidence right here of the idea that you you don't have to date for like five years in order to know that they're the one i think we hear a lot of people like they like sometimes even they know they want to get married and they're yeah. like yeah we're planning it for like 2 years yes. out we're like wait 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 what like one can put a thousand a flight two can put 10,000 <laughs> a flight like if you know they're the one yeah. and you've prayed about it your mentors are on board and and everything is uh in the clear you don't have to wait yes. years to get married right. yeah. oh yeah
3: I, yes. I think that's what was in our heads too yeah We'll be right back to the interview but first we wanted to share something that we are really excited about.
0: So you know we all have those times where we don't feel super connected to our spouse and we really don't know what conversations to have to get us to that connected place and then on top of that we're so busy that we don't prioritize those conversations.
3: And that's why we created the monthly live date night.
0: And monthly live date night is every month on a Friday night for 90 minutes 60 minutes we focus on a topic that uh, you guys pick and then 30 minutes we do a QA and it's live where we're all together asking questions and giving answers on topics related to your marriage your intimacy and we share tools uh, we have handouts that we call homework because we want you to be there to listen and to soak in but we really want you to take action in your marriage too
3: so come join us live for the next monthly live date night check the link in the show notes for dates and details
0: all right back to the interview
3: um, yeah. I remember we I, we grew really close together because uh, it was a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. So we had to do, we communicated super well and, and you know, that creates an emotional attachment. Yeah. Attachment. So um, <laughs> I, I think it was my dad who approached us. We were, I remember we were in Oregon. We we're sitting on a blanket having kind of like a backyard picnic, picnic <laughs> and kind of, you know, like just talking about life and stuff. And my dad's like, all right, guys. He approached us. He's like, You guys, what do you think about getting married soon? <laughs> and we're like, What? Because oh, we like, yeah. were like, We could get married? Oh, yeah.
0: We had that whole, like, years long oh. idea in our minds, too. Yeah. So, we, we're now that we've experienced that, we see couples like you who yeah. experienced the idea that, you know, like a success in a short term relationship because you built. The friendship you you were intentional about the way that that you built the relationship. You don't have to wait years to get married. Do
2: you think so how long was y'all's uh relationship before you were married? From
0: start to finish was two years. years. Oh
2: Oh, that's not long. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And how
2: long were you engaged during that time?
3: Uh
0: four
1: and a half months. Yeah, it was quick.
3: Yeah. Yeah. When when we made that decision, we're like, okay, well, let's make it happen. Yeah. And I remember sitting because I think the biggest part of our hesitation was um, we had moved recently. Mm -hmm. I was actually a professional golf caddy. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, at That's Ben great. and Dunes. Yeah, um, so like one season of I, our lives. I was just like becoming um, kind of known or mm-hmm. known in the caddy oh, shack so. and, Your well, fame was growing. Start, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like you have to put in your time before they yeah. trust you to put you out right, with people. Right. So I, in, in other words, I wasn't making a ton of money yet. Like <sighs> there was really good money to be had there, but huh? I wasn't making that yet. Uh huh. And I had just gotten a wreck so um right. so I car was total tar- was tar- oh like my girl, like, like three four months out of work uh-huh. wow. and i lost my car so i didn't have very much i was living with my parents and i wanted to marry this girl wow. <laughs> so that was kind of like
1: that's what hard was, yeah yeah because yeah. guy
3: wants to have like you know at least two hundred thousand in his exactly. home, okay, of course. And a house <laughs> and maybe two cars you yes. know <laughs> wait oh so goodness. so you yeah.
2: that actually i've I've not only felt that myself, but I've run across that in other guys as well. Like Mm -hmm. there is a sense there's this like giant leap almost like I have Mm -hmm. to be in a certain this certain place to be able to pursue, you know, seriously any like marriage relationship. So do you Mm -hmm. think I mean, do you think there is something to that? I can see why there might be less stress if you had more prepared. But what do you think?
3: Hmm. Yeah. Good question. Mm-hmm. I I think this is a good conversation to have. I think mm-hmm. for 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 guys to hear, because I think there is a pride issue there too. Hold on. Oh, because, that's probably, yeah, that's true. Because it's like I don't know. Okay, so like maybe fifty years ago that would have been a normative, mm. where you know I have a good job at an early age, and you know I, and and this is not true for yeah. everywhere, but for where we are, mm-hmm. you know houses are extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. You're probably not gonna have a house. Mm, when yeah. you, and you almost need dual incomes. And so wow. I guess part of me was like, I feel like I'm the provider, I'm the spiritual leader. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to accept the fact that my wife is gonna contribute.
0: Uh even though
3: I want her to.
2: But like I can relate so much.
0: The yeah. The option, maybe. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I bet that was a big you. part of your dating and then your first year of marriage like this this idea of the is finance is one of your five things that you're gonna be it
1: should be shouldn't it (laughs) it should no it's not but
0: (laughs) well give us another bonus here what did you learn about um financial insecurity not just the numbers but like the emotional insecurity toward finances going into marriage Mm,
1: yeah yeah um it was interesting because when we started dating and really when we got engaged um my well Kristen's husband, who runs Girl Define with me, Zach, he's actually a financial advisor. And um, Zach and Dave are really close. And so Zach was actually super helpful in, like, talking with you and kind of getting you on a great system. And you, like, totally committed to that and then brought that really to our engagement. And honestly, it's been crazy because, I mean, at least for me as, like, the woman um, and... I don't know, like our, the financial side of our whole relationship has been super, super amazing. Not because we have like tons of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you don't really, mm-hmm. you know, marry mm-hmm. someone who's like in a ministry to get rich. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> like it, I guess, yeah, it's depending on what kind of ministry you do, but, um, yeah. yeah. yeah so it was amazing because really for me, I I knew that is can be such a stress and so hard, even like in the first right. year of marriage. And I mean, yeah. my parents, like when they got married, they picked up, moved from Florida, like, and all they had was like, what was in their, car and like $100, you know, so it's like they had tons of stress because it's just hard. You have to live. You have to Mm -hmm. buy things, you know, and so I I feel like Dave did an amazing job of like really leading in that area and really, Mm -hmm. um, you know, making that an open conversation and making us feel like a team and. And so we oh, use we use YNAB that's a big part of what okay. we use so you need a budget okay. it's an app and so he kind of takes the lead on that but we right. get together at least like once a month we should do it like once every two weeks but that's been that's been super <laughs> yeah. super helpful and that's just good. you know like being a team and one of us not saying like well you handle that and whatever you know so uh-huh. it's been that's great it's years. been crazy yeah. that you know we've been married not that long only two and a half years obviously we haven't had that many stressors you know yeah. in our life yet but
2: well, so the, I think the more realistic story is is that.
0: <laughs> that's how it felt to me. No. I love your sense of humor, it's
2: Bethany. So <laughs> Bethany has, in my opinion, a way above average, uh, strong and well developed intuition about money, and mm-hmm. so there. I think that's the intangible element here that's actually done all probably the most so when she mm-hmm. ha, when she lived with her family like her dad even told me oh yeah of, of all the of all the kids she's the best with money and mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. when I would talk to her about it she wouldn't have these um you know copious budgets or anything like uh-huh. you know where she's basically keeping track of everything it would be into intuitive and uh- her siblings oh. would describe her as like she's always buying things but she's always has money you know, ah, so okay. that is an intuition, an intuitive sort of s- almost like money street smarts. And that's in that, s- in that sure. sense, like where yeah. she kind of knows how to deal with it and knows how to find yeah. deals and stuff that I actually don't have. So I think
0: so that complements. So I think each other that Yeah. Well.
2: And I think <laughs> yeah. I think it's more than a 50 50 here where she's actually her intuition and just the fact that she wants to communicate about finances. She yeah. wants to be involved in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the biggest. But
0: I love that. Uh, sorry I'll say this real quick to compliment you and then go back but Bethany I love how you said you know Dave led us in that way oh, and yeah. what clicked for me is that Dave it took you actually receiving being a student and humbling yourself to go to your future brother-in-law who has expertise <laughs> and you know like receive well, before that's, you could leave yeah
2: that's mostly because her dad didn't want to talk about it <laughs> <laughs>
1: he, was like, so he was
2: like he was like oh well uh, law all talk to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. You know, you but did. I appreciate you that. that yes that's true And
1: they, you know, both of us are, uh, I don't know, our families, they, you know, I don't know, they're wonderful and great. But we wanted to, I guess, be a little bit more of a team as a married couple dealing Uh with this just because we know like, wow, this is one of the hugest stressors and causes Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. divorce and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so I remember going to like it was a whole like women's business conference kind of put on by Christy Wright kind of a branch of Dave oh, yeah, Ramsey yeah. and, and stuff the yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I went to the business boutique conference and I remember I think it was Rachel Cruz she was talking and she was saying how so many women like wives in marriage don't want to talk about money and they don't want to be a part yeah. of the budget they just want to like spend what they want to spend or not have to deal with it and they were really mm-hmm. encouraging like you have to be a team this is both of mm-hmm. you and I had seen it done the other way where it's just either one or the other and it can cause so much stress and so that was something that was really encouraging to me to be a team and to work through those hard conversations and to want to support each other's goals um, and to not be separate in it. So I think that was something I heard before getting married that was super helpful and I know have heard other people continue to encourage like young married couples and like be a team in this. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, work against each other. Like even if it's hard for you as a woman, you're like, I don't want to do this. Like maybe that's you. Mm -hmm. You're like, I don't feel like this. It's so important to, you know, I don't know, go to dinner, make it happy, get some dessert while you talk about it, but to be a team in it. So It is true that Mm -hmm. I
2: think there are, there are some some moments when we want to save more than others and some moments mm-hmm. when we're more inclined towards vacations and th- things like that it, sure. and yep. i found that with bethany like some days some days it'll be like uh, she'll be really want to see those savings accounts you know doing well mm-hmm. and then other times it'll be like let's spend all this money on a vacation <laughs> but we found a deal you know and so sure. i yeah. i think um if if i if i kind of confined my expectation to be like either we're saving or we're doing vacation mm-hmm. you know and yeah. we have to do it by this like th- this period of time you know we need to have mm-hmm. this much money saved or this much money for the vacation uh i think yeah. i think if i constrained our, you know, myself with those expectations, then it would be a lot more frustrating sure. when in one mm-hmm. budget meeting we might be more inclined towards savings and in another we might yeah. be inclined towards Well that's vacation. why you
0: have budget meetings yeah. every month. Like you don't just have a plan yeah. for the next few years and then you don't talk about it again. Yeah, exactly. Like it shifts and molds and shapes. Yeah. And
2: it's like all that's a process. Sad. You're not gonna reach a goal overnight, probably. Mm-hmm. You know? And so mm-hmm. and so, you know, if you if you miss yep. a for, for me, you know, it's like if we have uh, an objective, we miss one of the objectives, but we're still moving generally towards the goal. It wasn't a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not That's like, right. oh, no, we've now set a trend and we're going to f- totally fail. Mm-hmm. It's more like we're trying to kind of match each other's speed, both kind of yeah. slow down where the other slow Absolutely. and then try to kind of speed up where the other's speeding up mm-hmm. and that's hopefully you kind it. of match it and it's like a dance you know if one person's stepping too quickly you know it's it's hard for the other person if the other person's going too slow you know if, vice versa oh, so i feel totally. like that's kind of a that's kind of yeah. one way to think about it
3: for yeah i mean sounds like you guys balance each other really well <laughs> in this area
1: yeah well and those are that's a that's a bonus that's not one of the, yeah. one of the five. wait that well, that yeah, was we, we didn't know bonuses. anything about that
2: that was <laughs> yeah that's we've told you way more than we know <laughs>
3: well tell us what is the what is the what would you say would be the first thing Mm. that uh, you learned Mm -hmm. in your first year
1: yeah well we just want to say first we've only been married for two and a half years so we are like right in the journey with you know probably a lot of the couples listening and so these we didn't you know we chose to to focus on things that are more like matters of the heart and things yeah. that truly have like they are things mm-hmm. that we continue to work on and we feel like these five things have made the biggest difference like day in and day out and right we feel on. like each of these areas mm-hmm. they impact every single area so from just yes. like he- dinner time to having sex you know like all the yes. broad spectrum it absolutely affects it so the first thing yeah, that wait we, we're
2: gonna tell you what we should have done <laughs> <laughs> in our first year of marriage.
1: <laughs> these are things we did Perfect. not like lessons we <laughs> learned and things that when we did them them, they really helped, so that's basically the nice. idea. So the first one was to forgive quick. So we ha- heard that advice so much that you know don't hold on to grudges. You know don't don't just like mull this over in your mind. Like choose to forgive quick, and that was something that Dave actually did super super well because I was I feel like I'm way more easily offended and just get like uh, you know why would you do that you know and <laughs> I just remember so many other to- so much of the time like he would just be so mature and forgive quick or you know even just ask for forgiveness quick and wouldn't make it like this massive deal and, you know, turn it into something huge. Because I don't know, especially when you're first married and you're you're building that trust, super small things, at least in my mind, very much more emotional than him. I can be like, oh no, I, I can't believe it. You know, why, you know, sure. how could you come home like 30 minutes later than you said you were? It's like really, in reality, it's not that yeah. big of a deal. Well, it's but... important
2: for yeah. me to keep my words. Yes.
1: But you know, like I can turn it into a huge problem, you know, sure. and so, I think that was one of the biggest things like wow when we forgive each other quickly it Mm -hmm. it just makes such a difference and it impacts every single area because when you think about it when you don't forgive quick just think about the mood that's over the whole house and just even in between us it can last for hours and I am like guilty of that Mm. to this day where I will hold on to things Mm. I won't talk about it I'll be silent about it instead of you know even if it's something that wasn't a sin but just saying you know I'm going to choose to just like overlook that we're both sinners, yeah. we're both fallen, and I'm not going to like you know hold you yeah. to that. It's so- just like yeah.
0: unmet expectations, right? Yeah. Like I expected you to be home at this time, you're home yeah. this this time, and we can hold grudges over unmet expectations.
2: Yeah, but For you're sure. the therapist, so <laughs> how do you do that quickly? Because I'm still trying to figure that one out. Like, how do you? It's it's one thing to be like, okay, I forgive, you know, or yep. I'm just gonna yep. move past this and behave, yep. you know, in a loving way. But yeah. man, this stuff still still kind of like eats me up when we get into it. You know, it, it takes sure. me like maybe yeah. if it's if it's intense, it takes me like a day or or more <sighs> to really kind of get over that. And it probably takes maybe one or two like runs, like I have to go <laughs> running or something. Like, you know, sure. blow off some and th- that's don't all run part from it, it man. man. So how (laughs) do you, what are the, what's the best way to forgive quick? Like, is there a mental trick or something you could recommend? Yeah,
0: that's a good question. I mean, um, processing with bilateral stimulation is, is one thing. And you mentioned going on runs. So we have some content on that if you wanted to tune into that. But, um, you know, really, and we actually just did a podcast on um, how to say I'm sorry. This mm-hmm. is and forgiving quickly on the little day-to-day stuff has a lot to do with um, how the sorry was approached. Now, you can choose to forgive even if there's not a sorry, but it's a lot harder. And if you're doing this as a team, if you know that you want this to be released, you want this to be forgiven, and you want to be able to process through this more quickly, and you were the one who had the infringement um, do a good I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And so you can uh, listen to the podcast episode prior to this one um, to hear all about how to say I'm sorry. Now, of course, if there's like a big tumor in the relationship, there is a big right. breach in trust. That's a different process. It's not going to be forgiven very quickly yeah. because forgiveness can be yeah. more of a process on that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, But for the day-to-day stuff, um, having grace with yeah. your spouse and really focusing on their intent mm-hmm. can be helpful and their intent can become more apparent with a good, sorry, mm-hmm. a yeah. good sorry yeah. that's well, actually,
2: that's really good.
1: You're, but you're so good at that.
2: Well, no, I mean, I'm just <laughs>
1: like, I'm not saying these things I feel like, and I hear so like many a bad, women.
2: so a bad, sorry would be if, if you're sort mm-hmm. of like smuggling in blame into the there apology you where oh, yeah. you're sort of like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you're really basically saying it's your fault.
0: Exactly.
3: Or I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just waiting for you to say something. Oh right. Or really or I'm right taking here. the high
2: road and showing you oh. how mature I am. Yeah. So that that it yeah. sounds like that has a lot to do with your own intention.
1: It yeah. is. So what you were
2: just is saying is true. you're 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 believing the best of their intention, but it also has yes. to do like if your own intention is self, which is, this is what I struggle with, is like just straight up self worship, like. I'm just mm-hmm. like the center of my world and I would like both of us to worship me, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> like, it would go better that way. No. So <laughs> and I feel like so often it there is this sense, like even when I'm t- taking the quote unquote mature road, mm-hmm. I yeah. still have this sort of like, but you better know that you've been awful <laughs> And you better come to that conclusion, you know. Mm. And uh, the one thing that I found is it it tears me apart on the inside. It's not healthy for her and it's not healthy for me. Nobody's happy. If it was true that happiness is the most important thing, which I don't think it is, but if it was true, that is not the way to get Mm -hmm. there.
0: Yes. Yes.
3: One thing we like to say is that uh, forgiveness is actually for you. Oh, yeah. It's Because like, like when you hold a grudge, it eats you up. But yeah. oh, trust yeah. building is for the other person. Mm-hmm. But I, man, I I totally, Bethany, like what you were saying. Like, you know, you tend to blow things out of proportion. I think because Krissa and I have this very similar relationship. Yes, yep. is that Krissa is easily like that, like mm-hmm. her expectations, <laughs> and I've had to work on like because mine, mine is like well. Well, don't make it a big deal. <laughs> yeah. and it's not a big deal. It's like, not a big deal. If we don't have hilarious. this <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And 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 so, like, I think what I've had to learn is it is a big deal for her. Yeah. So I think when I sense, this has been probably a eight year journey for me.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, we've you have gotten so and mm. emp- I, I well, hear you guys saying this too that David. You're done learning this-,
3: this day before I did. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> But like I have been able to release and not hold on to things so much, um, because Adam has learned mm. to lean into my experience, mm-hmm. and that's part of a good "I'm sorry." Is even if you think you're still right, leaning into that other person's experience and realizing the impact it had on them, and that that allows the person to really release it better. Just, is, oh, yeah. is that a performance?
2: I've been wondering that lately. Like, is that is that empathy or whatever that is supposed to? Is that like performing? Understanding mm. or performing emotion—it's yeah. like you understand, but you know, like she wants me to actually feel worse about this. You know what's uh,
0: interesting? That's that's an interesting.
3: Question. It is, and I think it's really, it's really good. Um, I, I feel like love a lot of times is an action that we don't feel like doing. Mm-hmm. Think about like I don't feel like changing my my boy's poopy diaper all the time <laughs> and stuff like that. But because I'm constantly caring for him, the more I care for him, the more I fall in love with him.
1: Mm, mm -hmm. I think
3: it's the same within a marriage. It's like the more I lean in, the more I give of myself, it's a willful act. It's not just an infatuation act. It's a a, I'm willingly loving by doing these actions to repair Uh. because that's within my my ability.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. I like that. And I, you know, the, that's the first one, the forgiving quick. And what I love about these sorts of things, more matters of the heart are the, there are things you can work on, like no matter if you are engaged or just dating. I know you have a lot of dating couples that listen to yeah. just trying to prepare. <laughs> um, there are things that we get to continue working on, you know, forever. So that's the first one. Do you want to do, do, you want to do the second one? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, we've kind of touched a little bit on the second one, which is believing the best. And that has to do with, uh, you know, like, what do I think her intention is? You know, I like. Yeah. Do I really think that that her intention is? You know, she's out to get me, out to you know take away all the respect, or you know, do mm-hmm. I really believe that she that she does have my best, you know, in mind? And mm-hmm. I I don't know exactly how to how to think about. I I'm trying to experiment kind of with how to think about it. In practice, Mm -hmm. because it's almost like she actually might not. Like she might not have the best intentions. She actually might be afraid or scared and actually try and take it out on me or something. So Mm. it's almost like I treat. Do I treat her like she has great intentions?
0: Mm. Even if
2: I'm wondering whether or not she does, that's a good
0: question. Like, yeah. she, but I
2: actually like might be more it, accurate. Yeah, I might be yeah, accurate that it... she has bad intentions. But if I treat, <laughs> if I treat her like she has bad intentions, it'll make it worse. Whereas if I treat her like she has good intentions, mm. it's almost like her, her, she will have. It's almost like the reality will present itself in the mm. way that I treat Self-fulfilling her. Prophecy. Yeah, yeah, the self fulfilling Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Dave, I like the way you asked it. I actually wrote it down. You said, what do I think her intention is? And so it's not necessarily about always knowing that your spouse has the best intentions because sometimes they fall short. We're broken. We live in a fallen world. And so out of that brokenness, we might not always have the best intentions. Mm -hmm. We might be fearful, but asking yourself, what do I think her intention is? And then come alongside with, hey, I noticed that, you know, you said blank, are you feeling a little bit fearful? And I wonder if we can start to see it this way, right? And start to okay. highlight what the mm-hmm. what the more um, godly intention would be there. Yeah.
2: I've noticed she's she'll call she'll call out the best in me, you know, even if mm-hmm. it doesn't exist yet. Sometimes, oh, uh, that's
0: a good <laughs> point. You know? Yeah,
2: it's like, like oh, she you see thinks, that, really, yeah, she thinks this of me. Maybe maybe it exists, or maybe I can be that. I'd like to be uh-huh. that. Yeah. So You're I found definitely in the way she's treated me that. Her believing the best has not improved my own actions. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and it's, uh, it's kind uh, of like a, you know, almost like this <laughs> inner voice where I feel like we believe the best of our own um, intentions and thoughts. Yeah, Often, we, you know, we give ourselves the, <laughs> the benefit of the doubt. And, um, but yeah. then when it comes to the other person, it's like, even though say 80% is good and the 20%, you're like, oh, they could work on. We focus on the 20% and we're like, they probably sure. were thinking this or doing this. You know, I remember one time yeah. we, it was a busy day and, um, he was tired and he took a nap and I just thought the nap lasted longer than it should have. And instead of believing the best, like he's not trying to be like mean and cruel and, you know, just like leave me to watch the baby. You know, I, I totally mm-hmm. chose to believe the worst of him in every possible way. And I wanted to make sure when he woke up from the nap that he knew I was not happy, you know, but oh, it was and amazing <laughs> because, in, you know, it's a perfect example of like, you know, it like I could have chosen when that first thought crept into my mind to say no like I know my husband loves me I know he cares about me I know he's tired and he you know he's been getting up with the baby a ton too like he's not trying to just oh you know you get the baby you know and so but I didn't I instead allowed myself to go down this trail of thoughts and by the time Mm -hmm. he got up I was ready to show him and I know that's so common in marriages to do that and so it's just amazing though with that first thought and we know like in scripture it tells us to like take those thoughts captive you know and so it literally yeah. can change for me I've seen it so many times when I choose to believe the best or if I choose to believe mm-hmm. the worst it, it changes the whole day and so it's kind of like what good. you're saying whether it's true or not when we mm-hmm. choose those actions of kind of like love like you're saying Adam like we choose to act that way um, it really can change the entire relationship and so that's something that's I'm actively working on but it's hard so, it's a battle Oh God. Bethany yeah. how,
3: how do you because I think this is a this is a big point i have seen a lot of people that I've worked with that know they ought to capture those thoughts like you you mentioned, but they're not aware that they're having them um, until they're already angry yeah oh, so wow. how yeah, do you good. how do you capture or slow yourself down to have that self awareness do yeah. you have a, like a way of doing that or
1: that's interesting yeah i you know i i feel like it's um for me it's been more of just like actually, f- like stopping and thinking, like okay, wait, what's happening right now? Like you know, he just went and took a nap. How am I feeling about that right now? Why am I feeling about that? So I, it's almost I like
2: was a so tired. Okay, <laughs> I was so tired.
1: I know. I, I <laughs> oh, was. But go ahead. Sorry. So it's. <laughs> but I. It's come to the point where I have been practicing that, like pra- practicing mm-hmm. being more aware, because our emotions just don't come out of nowhere. You know, we know they start nice. like in our thoughts, but a lot. lot of us just think like, well, I just reacted that way. And so it's so important to actually, you know, say, oh, let me think back to a situation where I got really upset. Okay, what? Let me rewind. What was happening right before that? When did that thought? So if you can find a situation that you can kind of take apart, it'll help you Mm -hmm. to, I guess, become a little bit more aware next time. So the next time you feel like, oh, I am starting to feel emotionally frustrated, ask yourself, okay, what's playing in my mind? What tape is turning around? And I think you'll start to see like, Oh, this is escalating like he's sleeping but I'm getting madder and madder and he's not doing anything more, you know. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's something that I I'm playing in my mind that that's progressively growing and growing and yes. growing to where I'm like about yeah. to blow up, you know. Yep. Um but it's yep. interesting because I am aware of it now and even sometimes where I'm like I know I should believe the best but I feel like being mad. So I'm going to let mm-hmm. myself, you know. And it's it's amazing yeah. how the more you think about it you're like, wow, you're actually even more aware of the choices you're making. And sometimes you're just straight up simple and you want to be mad, sure. which is not good, you know? Sure. Uh, yeah. But it's a super helpful practice because your emotions don't control you and your relationship isn't bound to, you know, just feeling explosive or feeling mad. You actually have a lot more power over that than you realize.
0: That's good. So asking yourself, what do I make this mean? Mm. And then is this their intent? And mm. kind of reconciling those two. And then regardless of what that answer is, how am I going to respond? How am I going to communicate about this effectively?
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. um, you might need to address something, you know, and be assertive yeah. about a, a wish that you have, um, or it oh, might just sure. be, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to roll with this one because this is their intent. For So sure. how am I going to respond? Yeah, that's one like thing. That yeah, guys.
2: that's one thing Bethany does really well is she's, she's really good a, a, about communicating how she feels about things. Uh, mm. And not leaving me just hanging, but treating me very poorly. You know, it's almost like it's left up to me to figure out what I did. You know, mm. she she's very good about telling me. Mm. You know, yeah, this every bothered man wants me. that, right? And, oh, yeah. I definitely do. <laughs> don't I let, definitely do. Don't
1: leave me guessing. Exactly. Right?
2: And it I think it, yeah. it makes things a lot smoother and a lot yeah. less time mm. uh, in the in that sort of wondering phase yeah. totally. well, so
1: and if you think about a conversation like say okay maybe he you know the nap is the example maybe he should have only slept for a shorter amount of time you know maybe mm-hmm. that would have been better mm-hmm. but if he comes out and I'm like how dare you like immediately he's going to be mm-hmm. on the defense so even if it's true something should have been done I still done. am on
2: the defense <laughs> 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 the, the nap know. wasn't that long it wasn't it wasn't that long In the so tired. in the preponderance of naps it was not that long
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, but, you know, oh. even if you're just selfishly like, I want this, if you approach yeah. something in a much more cool, yes. calm manner, it's going to help everyone along. Yes. So, yeah. And
0: considering their intent helps with that. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. number three, guys? Take us to number three.
2: So, this is uh, be quick to listen uh, and listen to understand rather than uh, listen to. Rebut, I suppose. Listen to uh, to respond. It's more of like you never have
3: a rebuttal, do you? I well, I
2: never do. I never do. I'm always just this completely open guy, you know. Just like, man, I never thought of that before. I have nothing to say. At the end of anything she says, I'm like, I have nothing to add. (laughs) no that would that would be be that would be great i'm sure i'm sure that would be a wonderful universe to live in but it is not this one so
3: (laughs) not this marriage but it is not this marriage i
2: i uh definitely have a lot to say and uh and it, yeah, I, I, feel like
1: like a lot of words, in the a day. lot of
2: words to, well, a lot of words. You say you universally have a lot to say, but when she's a lot of when words. she's speaking, when she's sharing her thoughts, I often will have thoughts about her thoughts, and of course, it's yeah. very natural to kind of want to come out of the gate, you know, just like.
0: So, what do you do to hone your uh, mind, Dave? To just, and this goes both ways, uh-huh. but since you're speaking, yeah. how do you hone your mind when you have thoughts about her thoughts and you want to just listen and follow your number three? Be quick right. to listen.
3: We're going to get right back to the episode, but we wanted to share something really quick with you.
0: We have been married for almost 13 years, and we have had the same dinnerware and silverware and glasses um, since we got married on from our registry. Yeah,
3: so we have been looking around to buy some new dinnerware, and um, then Lennox approached us to uh, share some stuff with you guys.
0: Yeah, so we recently received their French pearl scallop. Uh, dinnerware, which is gorgeous. It's a gorgeous collection of um, dinnerware that's crafted of porcelain, and we also received their high-quality crystal glasses.
3: Yeah, I've been trying to get rid of our old glasses for a long time.
0: Yes, (laughs) and so if you haven't upgraded your dinnerware since you got married and you've been married for a while, or maybe you're newlyweds and you haven't completed your collection, we highly recommend Lennox. But so you can go to lennox.com today to purchase and you can use our code DYMC to save 20% on your order. Yeah, how do you well, hold your
2: thoughts? Uh, one of the things that I found to be helpful for me is to is to kind of remind myself, we've got time to like have conversations and conversations don't all have to happen right now. And whatever I have in my mm-hmm. mind at the moment there is a bid for it you know that it basically puts forth to be spoken you know this thought is basically like say me right now say me i need to be spoken but the reality is if i wait just a few you know seconds all of a sudden i don't actually feel the urge to say that thing in the same way so just that little quick reminder like okay like there is time. I don't have to say everything right now. it frees me up to be able to listen to what she's actually saying. Mm-hmm. So Helpful. it's not meant to be a complicated uh, a complicated process, but it's just like, okay, just focus. like, try to focus. I'm going to try to focus on what she's saying. And I'm actually going to i I'm the worst at this because I assume I understand her. But I'm going to try to slow down and and try to actually behave as if i am learning rather than mm, yeah. just waiting for her to stop talking like i am mm. going to actually try to learn something here about her try to understand what she's actually saying and feeling and uh oh, i mean good. i shouldn't be saying this cuz i'm awful at it but you know we're <laughs> working gives on himself, it
1: he does not give himself
2: no credit. i no, well oh, remember, my goodness. remember but you guys earlier? hey
0: you're you're sharing lessons learned right <laughs> and so we all fall short in these areas yeah. for sure. Even I've had years thirteen in.
3: years of practice as of yesterday, <laughs> and I'm still working on this one. Exactly,
1: that's we good all for are. us to hear because <laughs> we're only two and a half years in, and I we know. are not, you know. I'm therapists. glad
2: glad to hear that the next uh, the next many years are going to be the worst. Man, <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: great. No, it actually gets way better. <laughs> yeah,
0: totally, that's awesome. totally.
1: That's good. You guys, take us to number four so number four and like i'm saying these are all more matters of the the heart so they're less of the practical and more of like like i do think these impact every single area of life and Mm -hmm. so the next one is choosing to serve and this really comes Mm -hmm. down to for me like when i think of the life of jesus and it talks about like one how jesus came to do the will of his father it wasn't about him and then secondly he came not to be served but to serve and i think wow like jesus was the one who deserved everything and deserved all the service and yet he came to serve and ultimately to give up his life so Mm -hmm. you know and this is uh, y'all obviously cover a broad spectrum of all the issues so we're talking like these are especially for couples who are generally seeking and striving to you know go in the same direction kind of like somewhat healthy relationships so choosing Mm -hmm. to serve would be approaching every area of the relationship with okay is this about me and what I want or am I seeking to love the other person and to give selflessly to them and you know it's so backwards and so opposite of what we want. And we think, no, it needs to be about me. And when it's about me, then I'm happy. But, you know, the Bible even talks about how, you know, we lose our lives to, to gain them. And it's right. as Christians, it really is true. And I've seen that so much in our marriage. I mean, even like totally, even in like our sex life it's like Mm -hmm. if I go into it like okay what's in it for me what Mm -hmm. you know about me 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 then I really even notice how it's not even a great intimate experience because I'm so focused on myself but when I go into it and we both go into like that intimate moment focused on loving and serving the other it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. and so just uh, the joy I have Mm -hmm. is amazing and so when we both take that mindset into every area like an example of Dave would be when he gets home from work he immediately and this is something that he just has chosen to do but it's an area of service like he walks in the door and I know some men or women when they get home from work they're like give me 10 minutes or give me 30 minutes I just need to gather my brains but he comes in and the door opens and it's the house is crazy it's me it's Davey and we are like You know, loud. Sometimes Davey's like "Ah," screaming, and Dave immediately (laughs) jumps in and engages. And it's such an example of like walking through the door and saying, "Okay, I'm going to choose to serve." You know, I might I might rather sit outside and drink coffee and read for an hour. You know, but I'm going to do this (laughs) for my family from the moment I walk in the door. And so it's amazing how much it impacts every little area of marriage when you choose wow. that and this is this is that's something like yeah. forever we have to work on so this is not mm-hmm. like oh yeah you know nailed this one but when we focus we have to die daily to the flash yes. right? yeah. that's part of dying daily but that's probably one of my favorite ones because I just you know mm-hmm. I, I I just love I I love when I can put myself back in my place because anytime I remember like, wow, Jesus literally came not to be served, but to serve. It takes away all of my excuses and rights. Like, no, but I deserve this. Like, yeah, well, what did Christ deserve? You know, and we need to lay down our rights for the other. And despite what, you know, culture says, it's like that truly to me is the secret to like a really happy marriage.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and that's the model that we have in scripture for marriage is the relationship between Christ and his bride, the church, us valuable that we get to be served in that way and then realize, oh, yes. that's how I'm supposed to serve my spouse yeah. too.
2: Man, that's so good. Well, oh. I mean,
1: imperfect. You no, know that's that. so
2: good. I feel like if there's one passage that I could read probably every day and never get tired of it, it's it would be that passage in Philippians 2, which is just a, all about how Christ, he did the counterintuitive thing where he, he put aside all of the things that he deserved, yeah. you know, for the sake of his church and I like that's it just doesn't make any sense you would want you you you're supposed to be given all the respect and then you serve you know that's almost mm-hmm. like how it feels intuitively to me but that's exactly not what Jesus did for us and so um it's almost like there's this magic to it like the lose your life to find your life that sort of thing it's Supernatural. it's so yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's just like well, maybe there is something to that. And anytime I've, anytime I've kind of tried to dive more into that mindset, mm-hmm. it just reframes the entire experience. Mm-hmm. And really the, I got to share this is this was there's a this amazing moment in. Um, I don't know if y'all are watching the Chosen. the the uh, It's a, like a TV show about Jesus. I've and, heard about it. Okay, there's this amazing moment where the the disciples are just arguing. And they're they have their like personal vendettas towards each other, like, you know, that that are based in in their own in their offenses that they've taken. Like they're mad Mm -hmm. at Matthew the tax collector, you know, this sort of thing. They like Mm -hmm. and it just they're making their argument, but then Jesus returns, you know, completely beat up from just working all day long and, and and ministering to people and they Mm -hmm. all stop and they're just watching him and they're and they're just like staring into space like this has reframed everything like all of Mm -hmm. my personal vendettas and my personal like needs for respect are now reframed in the light of what my you know our savior has basically just been through and it it makes all of my personal offenses offenses in in Inside feels so petty, and so mm-hmm. like that was that's not worth focusing on when he's done this.
1: Mm. So good, mm-hmm. I love that.
3: That is so good. Service. There's a there's an old song that always spoke to me that says that like my mountain is just a hill mm. in heaven's point of view, mm. and I think sometimes that we just have that earthly uh, perspective. perspective, and we yeah. just forget like. Yeah. You know, if we don't link what we're doing to a grander service, yeah, you know, the service we're expecting from others, kind of, it gets weighty. Um,
2: Yeah, it's true. And why would you want? I tell myself sometimes, like, like, is it really worth creating so much stress in a relationship for something that I might feel very different about in just a little while.
0: Mm-hmm. That's you good. Know, and that goes back to your whole like the thought that's going say me say, say me yes, and then exactly. <laughs> you're like wait if I just hold off it, it will stop screaming exactly mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yeah. that's so good
3: I found that little mantras or little thing mm. r- reminders that you hold on to for a week or a month are so helpful mm. you know mm. Mm. totally. so what would be yeah, like a, mon-
2: a good like a mantra that you might hold on to
3: that I've used yeah probably something like um, the purpose of marriage is to help me become better
2: oh that's so great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like when mm-hmm.
3: my wife says something to me um, that I don't particularly agree with or I don't want to serve in that <laughs> way I'm like you know this is probably why God gave me Carissa mm. so that I could be more like Jesus I like that wow. and, and become better or maybe I need to listen better or so everything in, is through that sanctification mm. lens instead of this like, I'm not getting what I need mm. lens. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Man, I got to try that. That
2: sounds awesome. Like throughout the day. But you're already doing that. Well, but you're already doing but that. But the mantra, that's a really cool idea. Like having a specific line that you could just like take with mm-hmm. you. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm.
3: What's well, a goal, right? I it's, wonder it's if you, you could a...
2: ground that in ancient literature or something. <laughs> that would be so oh, you great. Could.
0: Probably.
3: You could. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Dave's mind <Yes>. like, <laughs> like, there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, guys. Take it home. Number five.
1: So number five is the final one. Number
2: five on this list is we should speed up. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, I'm enjoying She the wrote that
2: on the list, she's like, We should speed up, highlights it and shows it to me.
1: <laughs> That's what you can't see. That's hilarious, no. Stephanie, <laughs> You and I, girl, we called we had him a, out. One mind here. <laughs> that was supposed to be secret. <laughs> so, number five, though, really, we should speed up. But is to pursue peace, and it's based off of the passage and mm-hmm. or the verse in Romans 12, 18, which says if it if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And so, mm-hmm. you know, especially in marriage, it's like there at sometimes it feels like our our greatest lover, but then our greatest enemy, just because of how Mm. close and tight-knit everything is. But I think, you know, and we've heard it said, Tim Keller's talked about this, like, be the first one to go Mm. to the foot of the cross, be the first one to pursue that peace, Mm. to, um, you know, give that that gospel love where you are forgiving and loving, even if it's not your Mm -hmm. doing, like, be the first one to take Mm -hmm. that step. And I know he says, Tim Keller says, even if just one person is willing to to be that person, to humble themselves and to show Mm -hmm. that that Christ-centered love to pursue that peace that in so many cases you can actually have a happy marriage. And so imagine if yes. both people are doing that, Um, uh-huh. just how amazing it would be. And so I think it's, you know, that verse is a great one to memorize just to, you know, make it your own little mantra, I guess, Romans 12, 18, yes. of just saying, okay, am I doing, like, as far as it depends on me, am I pursuing peace? And I know, you know, that's hard to do. That's not often the case. And I think for us, Davey, having our little son, Davy, you know, we've been married for two and a half years, Davy's 14 months. So, you know, We didn't even have, you know, a year of marriage before we got pregnant. And that's added a whole (laughs) new level of, you know, stress and sleepless nights and, you know, opportunities totally. to just feel frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Not leave the house. All be together. Dating. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like the, you know, every new season, every new child, whatever it is, gives you opportunities to say, okay, am I going to be that person as far as it depends on me to pursue peace? Or am I going to do the opposite to like, Oh, still like, uh, they'll make this fire bigger, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, make it more explosive. Yeah. And so I think it's so cool though, if, you know, a, the difference that it can make even if it's just one of you like you don't have to wait for the other person mm-hmm. to do any of these five things that we talked about it can be completely individual and you know it's such a heart they're all such heart issues that it's something that you can even pray and just say God please help me in these areas you change my heart so I am more like you in these um and that's, that's the cool good. thing is that you can start praying for those today you know that's right that's that so good I love that because
3: it's like the the farther. The more multiplied kids and, and responsibilities you have personally, Bethany, like it could be easier to feel like you have justification to be yeah, more angry. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, like because you have a lot on you. You're you're yeah. putting videos and podcasts yeah, okay. and all this stuff, and you're self-employed and all this stuff. It could be easy, easier
1: justify. to justify oh, yeah. how you feel. Yeah.
3: But instead choosing that other path of like, I'm gonna pursue
1: Yeah, and it's so hard you know like I don't I don't always feel that way or do that but I when you know and it's really just by God's grace like when uh, he gives me the strength to do that it's just amazing what a difference it makes and you know, we haven't been very been married for very long, but, it, you know, when I look around and even the other, you know, young married couples in our group and I see the ones that are really thriving, so much of the reason that they're thriving even in their first year of marriage or second year of marriage is because of this heart posture of just, you know, mm-hmm. one of the guys in our group said it this way he's like the advice that an older man gave to me was basically to love the crap out of my wife (laughs) you know that's a different way to put it but that's the idea like it's just you can do this and it really can change that first year or that second year you know just Mm -hmm. (laughs) however you want to put it but it's just that way like okay am I doing that am I serving them and whatever that is it I I really do go through these five things I
0: love and they're all matters of the heart but they can all be applied and like you said whether it's your finances or conflict Mm -hmm. resolution or your Sex life or parenting, like it can apply in all of those areas. Totally. Mm-hmm. So good. You guys, this has been incredible. We want to hear resources that you have for our listeners. Um, share with us your books, a uh, brief little maybe um, side note about what each one is about, and we will link them in the show notes.
1: You're so sweet. So, um, we, well, Girl Defined is a ministry mostly for women. So, that will be, you know, if a husband, you can drop these on her like you know, give it to her so that she can grow. But um, Girl Defined is our first book and it's, it's for married women or single women, just all about like understanding your identity in Christ and just beauty, femininity, all of that, which is something every woman married or single needs yeah. to, needs help in. And if you are not married, maybe you're one of the single listeners. Our book Love Defined is for you just talking all about like even what to look for in a godly man and how to go about the relationship process. And then probably one of my favorite books is Sex, purity and the longings of a girl's heart and that's for sure for married or single women and you know if we don't have mm-hmm. a proper understanding or even like a bigger view of why did God even create sex it's going to be hard to even work through the issues or the struggles and you know we I love how y'all are so bold in talking about you know that topic sex and and mm-hmm. everything to do with it and so that's something that kristen and i we wrote that just wanting to join in on that conversation and help women in that area and then our newest Good book. newest book is shine bright 60 days to becoming a girl defined by god and it's just a devotional um, that you know helps you get in the word so that you have the strength to and the the wisdom to live kind of like all this stuff that we've been talking about out and you can just go to girldefined.com to find all of that
0: Awesome. And we'll also link your YouTube and your Instagram. You guys, these uh, this ministry that Kristen and Bethany and their whole team, their husbands yeah. are a part of it, but the way that they have um, developed this ministry serves so many women, young yeah. girls, married women, older women, and, um, whether it's about relationships or just identity, um, and then getting into issues of sexuality. And they even are bold about, um, contrasting the biblical view with the world's view. And yeah. I love that you guys are bold and, about that. And we that. can
3: even say, like, also say, you know, Chris has read these books and used these books as, uh, tools working with clients and, yep. and working with, uh, even groups. Yep. That's so cool. So, uh, Check these books out. I think that you're going to find a lot of value.
0: Yes. Grab them as gifts. They also have a store full of fun stuff for girls and women. Um, just, you know, shirts and and hair stuff, merch, just merch. fun gifts. So. Merch! merch. <laughs> Get it all. All the things. All right, you guys. We like to close all of our podcasts by asking this one question and it's rewind back to the first few years of marriage that you're in. Okay. Now. Maybe those... First, uh, those first few months of marriage, even, um, and fill in the blank with advice that you wish you would have received, dear young married couple.
2: Oh, that's so broad. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go, dear young married couple, and then a piece of advice. Yep. Yes. Oh. Oh dang! (laughs) No, you go first.
1: Um, I would say, dear young married couple, um, just enjoy that's Uh, you know that was advice we got mm -hmm. when we were dating and I feel like it can be so easy to get caught up on the the all the negatives or the bad things or the things that aren't going your way but I feel like they the early years go by so quick so just enjoying them I think is simple advice that I want to take myself
2: um (laughs) enjoy your spouse there we go
0: Yeah So enjoy the moments And experience from Bethany And enjoy your spouse Enjoy your spouse
2: Well it was sort of like From Bethany too That's sort of what she said (laughs) (laughs) I just can't That one's That one's a hard one for me That's like a favorites question
0: Uh No that's good advice though Enjoy it And we've even Heard uh, someone say recently And we shared this advice On our Instagram But even be um, Selfish with that first year Mm. You know like really build your relationship and that's part of enjoying. it. Totally. that's
3: what the Bible says.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah, the, Bible what
3: says. the Bible like says Deuteronomy 17 yeah. or something like that. It says, yeah. when a man's newly married, his duty is he can't go to war or have yeah. other duties, but he has to go home for a year and make his wife happy. I like yeah. that advice. Yeah, I
2: didn't yeah. go to war. <laughs> <laughs> I was but you had other duties. I was totally, yeah, (laughs) but I didn't go to war.
0: (laughs) You guys have been incredible. Thank you so much for sharing these five incredible lessons that you learned in your first year of marriage and that we're all still learning and applying. So thank you so much. You guys, guys, we appreciate you. Thanks for having us. Of course. Thanks
3: for having us. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance,
0: Dear Young Married Couple and we'd love for you to join us in conversation there alright see you next week